1: Yes, well, morning, Gloria, and welcome to Morning Glory in this uh, glorious Friday morning. See what I did there, Weber? Now, uh, today, big show. We're going to uh, talk about all the big stories in sport and rugby league. Uh, we're about to talk to uh, Robbie Slater about the Matildas. It's all about the Matildas. Tomorrow night, huge game against France. Movie of the week, we've got Raging Bull. Uh, Sound advice. Jack John's the top 10 arrests in rock and roll history. (laughs) Why stop at 10, Jack? Why not do 200? Uh, Sydney Morning Herald's Andrew Webster. Hello, Webber. Good morning. Uh, A morning glory to you, Matt. A morning glory to you. Happy Rugby League. (laughs) To you. Uh, uh third favourite son, Ben Hogarth. How are you, Ben? I am very well. I enjoyed watching you get chewed alive by dogs last night. I want to say congratulations on your legs. Uh, those shorts, <laughs> they are, they well, are climbing I, I, I higher towards I your don't, scrotum. I don't wanna I don't want to point them out, but my calves are looking very nice these days. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought, you know, they're actually getting into hot pant territory. Ter- ter- <laughs> <Well, you know, laughs> when you when you work out, mate. You know, summer bodies are made in winter. Okay, oh, yeah. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bloke in a bar den in camp. Kemp. Hey, Kempi. Hey, mate. Very happy to be here. Oh, mate. It's good, mate. At least you don't... We know that, Kempi. <laughs> it's all right. And people, welcome back from the concert halls of Vienna <laughs> to the football pitchers in Lisbon <laughs> to watch his uh, precious Sheffield United, the maestro, Alex. Uh, great to have you back, Alex. Thank you, gents. And it did remind me of Europe today when I walked in and saw Benny in those beautiful shorts, shorts. with the legs. Yeah, those lovely knickerbockers. It, it was a great reminder of what I've left behind. Now, a little bit later, Alex, we're going to talk about your trip away. Don't spare any of the details, comrade. <laughs> but, uh, look, guys, it is all about the Matildas. Huge game tomorrow night. Once again, we welcome the first Australian to win an LP, EPL title with the Blackburn Rovers, Robbie Slater. Hey, Robbie, how you going, pal? Yeah, not
0: too bad, Matty. G'day, boys. Yes, uh, yeah, well, Mate, yeah, um, i got to say, Dave's Robbie, mark.
1: best before you get started. Yeah. I watched the back page the other night. Uh, mate, they gave yeah. you quite a bit of stick. Can I just say, oh, what a that, that Palooka, Fitzy and Crash and, <laughs> mate, and, and Tony Squires, mate, talk about people in glass houses. <laughs> oh,
0: hey, unbelievable. What a captain Tony Squires is. Oh, it's just unbelievable. unbelievable. Mate, he, get, he gets people on the show and he goes, like, up you know, look down the barrel, he goes... Uh, yeah, there's been a few people critical of uh, Tony Gestapeson and the Matildas since the last game, and then he'll just point to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just thinking, uh, oh, well, uh, yeah. But, you know, guys, I'm such a popular figure in football. Uh, there's an EPL lunch today. There's an EPL lunch today in Sydney, and I didn't even get an invite. Yeah, <laughs> <you're listening. laughs> It's Simon Hills there, Adam Peacock. I saw a few others. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, bother. Both pro- probably requested that I not be there otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. mate. But, uh, hey, by the way, that, sure. is,
1: that
0: yep. is ridiculous. That is
1: ridiculous.
0: Not yeah, to start at that. No, it is. Uh, but you know what? I've got a better thing to do. It's uh, little Maddie, his last athletics carnival and Indigo. She's got another couple of years in primary, nine and the 11, 11-year-olds, and they're defending
1: their 100-metre titles at oh. Forestville Public today i at Narrowbeam, so that's what? a good day. Well, that's it. While those other blokes are drinking uh, and having a, having a free lunch, you're out there. A yeah. good fight. <laughs> yeah, I'll go down
0: and put my immense presence and pressure on the kids <laughs> by standing right on the fence.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> mate. I used to, I used to wear a belt, and if they weren't leading for the 50 metre mark, I'd just slowly start <laughs> to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you should be doing that at kids' school. talking no, about now. last week. All right. <laughs> Uh, oh, the hey, bad thing about
0: that is, it's actually true. Yeah,
1: that is, mate. That uh, is Brilliant, trend. brilliant.
0: I uh, enjoyed the game last night. Enjoyed the show, Maddie. Uh, oh, our for... Panthers are looking good, mate. The yeah. Panthers—that's hit for Manly, obviously.
1: Yeah, they're going to take but, uh, some in the Panthers. Yeah, they you know, way. We'll talk, we're going to talk about Super. They're way below their best, but still found a way to win. Yeah,
0: exactly. But th- that's what good teams do when they're not at their best;
1: they still win. Now the Matildas, Robbie, a terrific win over Denmark but tomorrow night yeah. up against France. How big a step up in class is this?
0: Yeah, look um yeah, it's a step up. I don't think it's a massive one for the Matildas. They did play them uh a week before the tournament started and I get it from Hervey Crenard, the French coach that um yeah, you know, he said different and it was different. They got off the plane basically, they were you know well under prepared. It was a friendly you know, warming up for the tournament. And Australia with Fowler coming off the bench, of course, Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr started that game. Fowler came off the bench and played fantastically and gave us a glimpse of what was to come uh, when she stole the show and had 30 minutes once, scored the winner. But France have, yeah, they're in the tournament now. They're, 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 I think they're two wins and a draw in group stage, but they got really... You know, serious in their round of 16 down there in Adelaide, smashing Morocco 4-0. That was somewhat expected. Morocco weren't expected to make it to the elimination game. But you can only play what's in front of you. And, you know, it is a step up, but I think the Matildas have got a lot of pace. And that's what I don't see in the other teams. I think England, Lauren James, I'm not sure what she is going to get for a suspension. It might have been happening last night, but she's definitely got one, maybe two. That would rule her out of quarters and semi if we beat France. So I think the Matildas are the team to beat, to be honest. This is obviously an, another big test, but they've passed both tests against Canada and Denmark very, very comfortably.
1: Mate, do you think the Matildas go into this game confident in their game plan? No tweaks needed to be made, play the way Matildas no, no. play, or changes, do you think changes need to be made?
0: Well, it's a great question, and it's the question that must be, yeah. Will have haunted, and probably still is, Tony Gustafsson, who's probably made up his mind. The team, since the Nigeria game, he changed the system, put Caitlin Ford out to the left, brought in two two false nines, which, you know, without confusing everyone, because not everyone's a football expert, but the false nine is when normally you have a number nine, which is Sam Kerr, that plays right up front. False nines play further back, retreated in the midfield. And he's mm-hmm. done that with Fowler and Van Egmond, and, of course, the excellent Hayley Rezzo on the right. They smashed Canada. They they had a difficult 15 minutes against Denmark and then were all over them. And that's what what he did after being criticised against Nigeria. um, He did it perfectly. Now, you know, the big question is now he's got this big problem, which coaches always say, oh, yeah, but it's a good problem. Uh, Secretly, it's not a good problem. Um, The best player in the world, possibly. You've got her there, ready to go. You've got a team that's won two games convincingly, scored six, conceded none. What do you do? You're sort of damned if you do or you don't. He's got to win whatever he does because if he loses, people are going to say, well, you should have done that. You should have put Sam Kerr in. Or if he loses and he doesn't, you know... Well, you shouldn't have put Sam Curry in. So. That so, the I don't time. Know. Yeah. so So, Robbie, my my uh, my Matilda's sources, which is actually just the Herald football writers, have told me that they reckon <laughs> they reckon she def she's she's very unlikely to start. What would you do? Mm-hmm. Best player in the world, as you said. Any big game like that? Do you just not put her on there and throw well, a caution I, I to I the wind? Go, well, I would stick probably to the medical advice in this day and age. We know what it, what it's like. She's had 19 minutes after three and a half weeks um i think you've got you, you can't say she's fully fit mm-hmm. so i say you know i'd probably start her on the bench keep the same team if it goes wrong you bring her on it's mm-hmm. sort of the perfect scenario um because if you start her and she's not fully fit i mean that calf could you know 90 minutes i.e plus her injury time is a lot different from coming on from 19 minutes although when she did come on she was bouncing around she did look good um yeah I would stick to that same team and have her on
1: the bench. Uh, but that's why it's great not to be the coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just you know. Tag him from it, the sidelines it, is yeah, great. Yeah. I tell you who's Robbie, who I I love watching play, just always finds the open teammate and plays a bit of imagination. Really good. Emily Van Egmond. She's mate, just yeah. seen watching, watching her touch and how much time she's got on the ball and just that ability to find the open teammate is. Fantastic to watch. Yep. And Maddie, she's got so much so much experience. And I would say, you know, the
0: two elder statesmen of this team in um, Alana Kennedy and Emily Van Egmond, have exceeded expectations because both struggled with injury for for the whole season. Um, didn't play a lot of football. Probably weren't even expected to be in the starting lineup. But, you know, Van Egmond has been... Absolutely superb the leadership, and like you said, the calm that she has on the ball and rarely loses the ball you know, mm. rarely, rarely loses it. And this is the problem discussed and has who do you leave out? Yeah, out of that front four. Well, you're not going to take the wingers because Sam Kerr's not a winger, so therefore, you're either going to have to play to play Sam Kerr, or you're going to have to leave out Ben Igmond and Mary Fowler. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's tough.
1: Robbie, can I talk to you about the two in the middle? Kyra Cooney-Cross and Katrina Gorey. Now, Katrina's come back from having a a child, I think, about 18 months ago. And then Kyra, who um, has only just made the move to Europe and is getting offers apparently now from big English clubs. We've got Mary Fowler in front of her. Have we got two of the best players in the world coming in to replace Sam Kerr, which is a funny thing to say, but have we got two of the best players coming to replace her once she does reach... The sort of peak and starts going down the other side of the hill, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, well, I think Mary Fowler's is the one that's going to be the next superstar. Um, but you're right to mention Katrina Gorry and Kyra Cooney Cross. You know, we talk about the, the you know the front players, but those two, um, Eric Cantona once called Didier Deschamps.
1: Yeah, he's just a water carrier. Water carrier, yes. No? Yeah, you remember that, Maddie? Yeah, I do. And, yes, uh, and I took it as an mate, insult, like <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> but really, it was—he's <laughs> a great, great man. Exactly. And Didier Deschamps was, and I
0: played against him many times, mate. He was one of the best midfielders, mate. He would do all the dog work, all the lead work. And this is what Katrina Gory and Cooney Cross did. That they do all, you know, breaking down attacks. I mean, quite often you'll see a ball go over to the top and it'll go in between a central defender and the fullback, and it's Katrina Gorry or Cooney Cross cleaning it up. They've been, you know, they're, they're definitely, um, you know, the, the core of this team, That's that, that, and it's all built around it. Those two have been absolutely magnificent.
1: Robbie, may appreciate your time once again? Now I don't
0: know how many times I can say absolutely magnificent.
1: Robbie, don't you, mate? It's easier to just say magnificent, but why not just give it an yeah. extra little boost of steroids and say absolutely? Okay, and listen, <laughs> Maddie, listen. Are you
0: anywhere near the the uh, the the Fox Sports Studios? Because I was thinking, I watched you uh, your Maddie Johns show with the dress up. You know, when you guys oh, were yeah. dressed up, I could. I could come and borrow an outfit and go to this EPL lunch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mate, you know what I think, mate? Get a get a Hollywood uh, Halloween mask and go as Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, come on.
0: Arnie doesn't, Arnie doesn't look a day over 110. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's the
1: portrait of Dorian Gray. Good <laughs> on you, Robbie. Appreciate hey, mate, your time, mate. Good on you, boys. Cheers. Bud. Yeah, we're going to take a uh, break. After the break, we're going to uh, Webby's. Going to round up the RLPa uh, agreement that they've finally come to, and also the pain Haas situation. Stay with us.